1: In a couple of weeks, the new school year begins. This year isn't going to be anything like past years. The courts have ordered cross-district bussing in the poorest white and black neighborhoods. And I'm scared. Black people have to be ready to make one choice in America, and that's the choice whether to stay in control when white people are out of control.
0: He's back. I let you out.
1: Just in time for the fireworks. (laughs) It's gonna be chaos. It's not right. And my little girl will have to go to school and all this madness. I don't want to go to their damn school. No, they want a bunch of kids who hate each other to walk hand-in-hand and sing Kumbaya. This busting thing is driving me crazy. They're not like us. They're just not like us. I deal with racist people all the time, man. I don't say anything. So what does that make me? Hey, look who thinks I can drive through Southie. This bus is gonna rip this city apart. You
0: have to be brave. kids like me don't go, there'll be no change. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 436. Released in June 10 in theatres across the US is The Walk, a historical drama that tells the story of a Boston Irish cop who tries to keep the peace in his South Boston neighbourhood during the forced integration of the Boston school system in 1974. Featuring terrific performances from a star-studded cast and a no-flinch approach to depiction. Of a tense-filled time where racial hatred was confronted by those who chose to follow the command of to love thy neighbor. The walk is also the latest film from director Daniel Adams, who I'm very happy to say joins me now on the podcast. Daniel, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Well, thank you, Matt. I'm really happy to be here. I really appreciate it.
0: So it's really interesting just reading up about um, yourself and in this movie. And it's, you know, you have somewhat of a personal connection to these events. Um, it, it was was it true that your father was uh, like a part of the council, or was a political ac- activist of some sort, and that kind of like really went into loggerheads with what was happening at that time in 1974 in
1: Boston? Yeah, absolutely. He was a uh, civil rights activist in the 60s and 70s, and um, he was uh, appointed to the Massachusetts Commission on Discrimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, he, he was a judge who heard. Um, Discrimination cases, even though he he wasn't a lawyer, but uh, and then he also was on the on the Boston uh, Committee on Civic Unity, and at that time uh, they were tasked with trying to uh, help uh, integrate the schools Um, and. you know, through and unfortunately, the the uh, the method was was busing force busing, and uh, which caused all this consternation. So some of my earliest childhood memories uh, were, uh, you know, uh, getting um, rocks thrown through our window and and getting death threats from you know, on the phone for my father and so forth, because uh, it was uh, it was a very uh, rough time. My, My dad, he was the first White member of the NAACP in in uh, in New England, the New mm-hmm. England chapter, and uh, you know it was just it was a it was it was um, you know a, a crazy time, and so in a way it was a lot of um, uh, it was it created a lot of childhood trauma as far as I was concerned as a, as a kid, and so the film is is almost a cathartic in a way um, in that sense, but it's also you know, an important film. Or at least an important subject, anyway, um, uh, because uh, it's 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 important to um, to uh, you know it, it, things have gotten worse, in my opinion, not better uh, since 1974. So um, you know it's it, it's 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 I hope a very relevant film.
0: It feels like a very relevant film, but you know just have hearing you talk about it as well and the kind of cathartic nature um, of of the screenplay in the movie. Um, you know, it's interesting, though, that this wasn't really a film that, like, was initially your idea to put on screen. It was your co-writer, um, George Powell. He's the one that kind of brought up the idea, right? And then you said, you know, I got, like, a sounds like a good idea. Did you Do you feel that, um, say, if maybe he brought up this idea, I don't know, just as a hypothetical, maybe, like, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, you have been in the mindset and at the right time to tackle that project? Or do you think considering the events and how things are so relevant now more than ever that this, it was a, just the a right time or the right place to bring this kind of story forward? Yeah, well, George,
1: my co-writer, George uh, Powell, he um, he knew about, you know, my childhood experiences. And, and so uh, he was thinking of something that, you know, that I might be interested in doing. But, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, racism, you know, has never really gone away. And, uh, but so, you know, even if it were 10, 10 15 years ago or, or whatever, uh, it would unfortunately would have been relevant. But that being said, it's never been more relevant than than today. And um, you know, I, I I don't know. You know, I mean, we've we've as a society, we thought uh, you know the zeitgeist was moving. You know that that uh, uh, in in the right direction over the last few decades. You know that that we were getting past our racist and. and uh, you know, uh, past in our, on our, uh, you know, the history of slavery in this country. And we were trying to, uh, to balance the scales with, you know, the civil rights act and, and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, and and even more recently, you know, LGBTQ rights and, 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 and so forth. And, um, turns out, you know, one politician comes around and, and all of a sudden, um, you know it's it's uh everything that was that was sort of masked and and hidden is now out in the open again and and it's just it's it's um it's frightening uh and uh you know so so um i think that uh even though maybe a decade ago i would i would have been interested in the subject and and because of my experiences i would have been interested in doing it i don't think the industry would have been interested in, in making the film as much as it, uh, as much as it is now. And so I think um, in that sense, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very timely. We have, and especially where, you know, we have, it's being released a few days before, you know, Juneteenth. And and uh, it's, it's, it's hopefully, um, hopefully people will go see it and, and, and it'll raise some uh, discussion,
0: um, which I'm hoping. It's really interesting how the opening scenes of the film, you kind of, you show in juxtaposition these two different communities are separated essentially by race. One of those communities is um, is um, South Boston. Now, when people hear South Boston, Boston, they might have the kind of like almost kind of romanticised idea, good war hunting southy, kind of like those kind of terms, right? Can you display mm-hmm. to me exactly what South Boston was like um, from, from what you would remember of it from in 1974, exactly what are we kind of dealing with there in kind of like this kind of ingrained kind of like almost tribalistic kind of nature of the, the people there and the community there as well?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I didn't grow up in South Boston. I was, I was in a suburb, but I, I remember I had friends that, that grew up there and so forth. And uh, I can tell you that um, it is, you, you hit the nail on the head. It was a very sort of a tribalistic sort of, situation uh you know there, there was south boston and there was charlestown and there were two very heavily uh populated areas of irish people and um uh it it you know in in a way um the irish were um re- relegated to second class citizenry when they came over in the 1800s after the irish famine and during the irish famine um you know the the yankee um you know old time uh, establishment in Boston didn't accept them, obviously, you know, the no Irish need apply kind of thing. Hmm. And so they, they were, they were re, um, repressed in their own way. Uh, and I think they, they, they huddled in their own uh, communities, Southie and, and Charlestown and so forth. And um, you know, what, what, you know, if it, and I hope with the film, I, you know, I sort of die. I, dive into the the psychology around uh around racism um you know sometimes an oppressed people can be uh the biggest racist because they they you know it's it's almost um uh you know it's it's almost therapy for them to say okay well i'm i'm being uh repressed but there's there's you know there's a group over here that's that's worse than i am kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that's and to me, it's, 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 it's almost a form of, um, uh, of self-medication, you know, um, where, where, you know, they, you have, a, a, as a group, you have a group that's, um, uh, has low self-esteem and they, they, they can only, uh, cope with it, um, you know, in a, in a very, or some people can only cope with it, um, in a, in a very, um, in a, in a very specific way, you know, um, and they, they try and find a uh, fault with other people and so forth. And it spirals into, you know, a, a horrible um, attitude and, 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 and a violent attitude, it, you know, because they're repressing a lot of anger on the, in their own, their own right. And I, I think that's, that's essentially, you know, part of what the film is about, um, you know, and try, trying to analyze that, that uh, mentality of, of what, you know how racists are you know for you know how what what motivates them and so forth
0: but well, the note that i had on, on when i was watching uh, the movie was that um hatred begat hatred um it kind mm-hmm. of felt like it was something that uh you know i wouldn't say like a cultural to like the irish experience as a whole but there in that neighborhood essentially it, it feels like that it was almost kind of like almost like a attitudes passing you know, from one generation to another, even in a kind of um, less kind of like under the radar kind of thing. So you have like the McLaughlin clan, which was led by Malcolm McDowell. They're very much kind of like, almost like a, a gang of sorts there. Um, mm-hmm. And, and their racism is very much part of, of who, who they are. And they're, they're, op- they're open about it and such. Whereas when you have talk about the Coughlin, Coughlin clan, um, where Justin Chatwin plays the, the main character, Bill Coughlin, who's a police officer. The, the racism there um, is, is you know not so it's, he doesn't feel himself to be racist, but just because he's grown up essentially with bad elements, it kind of just kind of peters kind of through, kind of like almost kind of like a, a filters through unconsciously, I think as well, to the point where his daughter even picks up some of the, the behaviors that his father had. Um, and so when he's yeah. pulled out by a by a police officer, he kind of has to question himself about it as well. Uh, it's it's a very kind of interesting dyma- dynamic within the families.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, I hopefully with the with the film, I created sort of a a, a dynamic because because then there's the Jeremy Piven character who um, uh, the the Justin Chatwin character would have grown up to be like him. Yeah. in a lot of ways that's that's that was his influence he was influenced by the you know his whole you know that that tribe that he grew up in and but he uh but justin who, who plays this you know bill coughlin uh, uh he bill um bill's attitude was tempered by his marriage his, mm. and i specifically made his wife uh you know played very skillfully by uh anna matrun and she um she um she was she was not Irish specifically. I I, I, I made her, uh, you know, a foreigner coming to this country at an early age, and that ch- she was teased and uh, bullied as a kid. And because Bill loves his wife obviously and can sympathize with her, and that's what tempered him and made him, uh, you know, realize that the actions of what he what he used to do as a kid. But is that tendency still there in him? Yeah, that's what he's struggling with. And uh, so on the one hand, he's influenced by his wife. On the other hand, he's, um, you know, some of his, uh, you know, he let when his wife isn't around, he's just with his daughter. Uh, Some of that rubs off on 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 her, plus her the influence, the tribal influence that she has in, in growing up in Southie. And then all of a sudden it comes to a head, and he with this whole busing thing, and he realizes, you know, whoa, uh, you know, I, uh, my daughter's turning out like I would have turned out had I not, and, and that that scares him, uh, and and certainly scares his wife as well, so.
0: The Matts Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Eighties Tees. Eighties Tees is an online retailer of licensed T-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner eighties nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro T-shirts delivered to your door. The Matts Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles apparel and gear delivered to your door be sure to click on the link in the show notes below the maths movie reviews podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise with over 1.2 million designs TeePublic is sure to have something you love um, what I find interesting as well in the movie is that uh, whether it's um, uh, Bill's wife um, or whether it's uh, Terence Howard's character, um, they pretty much uh, are preaching the same kind of message within their families to make sure that they everyone has an even head and looks at it in a different perspective. And the message is very much a spiritual, religious one, um, which I think is very beneficial because at that time in the civil rights movement, a big part of a big kind of philosophical uh, part of the of the spirit, uh, civil rights movement at that time was um, scripture and religion-based stuff. And like, I mean, his name is Reverend Martin Luther King for a reason. You know, I mean, a lot of his sure, writings yeah. like, uh, evoke a lot of the teachings of the gospels and such. Um, uh, you know, often they'll bring up kind of like what's what way we talk about, you know, love thy neighbor. And it's even a really great line that I have in in. in um, uh, here from the movie where one, one of the characters says, "Love by neighbor, it sounds so simple. Um, it sounds so simple. It can be really hard though. I mean, um, I think that's really an essential part. And like you, we, you mentioned before about how you feel like there's been a regression over the years in regards to um, you know, way, way kind of racial relations are in America at the moment. My personal belief is that that a lot of that kind of like the spiritual context of it, that the original fathers of of the civil rights in the the 1960s had in their speech, I think a lot of that is missing these days where people Mm. can say love thy neighbours, talk about the character within, talk about everyone is uh, sons and daughters of God and should be seen that way, not by the colour of the skin, but by the context of their character. I think a lot of that Mm -hmm. is missing. That's just my perspective. Is that something that you feel as well? Um, (laughs) Sure.
1: I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I I um you know a lot of those those lines in the film are, are you know about because of the the spirituality of the, of the of the characters, you know, the Terence Howard as well as uh you know Anna Matrunen's character, the, you know, Pat Coughlin and so forth. They they were they were religious people and you know just just in trying to be true to the uh to the characters of uh, you know, we, they had to be written that way. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a, any, any, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't have any, um, religious bent as far as that's concerned, but it just, th- those were the, those were the characters in order to make them believable. That's what they believed in. And, 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 if and, and that was certainly as you're, you're absolutely right. It was part of the civil rights movement, which, um, you know, I mean, I always find it fascinating these days that, you know, religious people so-called religious people can also be or spiritual people can also be um uh can also be racist which makes no sense to me but um uh but um you know as far as i'm concerned there's no religious agenda on on my end i'm more more into the the psychology of, of of it all and um you know to me uh my theory about racism in a lot of ways is you know uh it's sort of and and the theme for all the movies that I've been I've done in 30 years uh is has been pretty much the same which is which is uh that people um you know people suffering comes from uh not being able to face re- the reality that we um we all have uh by um by fighting change you know mm. i mean as uh, you know as, as the dalai lama says i mean the, the the only thing permanent in the world is impermanence you know we're we're living constantly with change and when we fight change we um that's that's what causes suffering in the world if we understood the true nature of reality that it was that it's that it's that 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 change is inevitable and the only way to be happy is to accept it and and that's that to me is the underlying tenet of every religion which is which is accepting accepting change and 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 um and that's the problem with with you know with with um, this situation, especially racism. I mean, and to me, 1974 in Boston was the perfect uh, microcosm to express this idea, which is that all of a sudden everything's peaceful, everything's fine, everybody's living in their own little tribe, and then boom, uh, change. We they All of a sudden, everybody has to deal with the fact that we have to deal with people that we've never dealt with before. So how to rea- react to that? I mean, the the, the healthy way, However you get there, whatever your religion is, however you get there, the the healthy way is to say, okay, this is an opportunity. This is a good thing. We're embracing the change that's about to come because it's inevitable anyway. And no one does that. They all they all go back to their corners and 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 you know uh, and and try and fight it out. And, and it's it and that's that's what causes suffering. It's what causes. You know, violence, um, everything, and that's that's really the the key to happiness, in, in my opinion. And that's and 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 the raison d'être for me, as far as as far as, as a filmmaker is to is to you know create that um, uh, uh, films that 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 outline and and um, that, that have that theme of of uh, people dealing with change. I think I think all art actually has uh, to when you come right down to you boil it down. Um, that uh, it, it always deals with, with a very similar theme because we' all we're all just you know human beings trying to be happy and uh, you know we just we just don't get how to do it.
0: <laughs> I think another thing that for, for myself, like one of the, uh, on top of the, the topic you're talking about with change so there's the two F's, which is uh, fear and forgiveness. There's an interesting mm-hmm. scene in your movie where um, near the start of the film, where it is announced that they're gonna they're going to they're going to um blend the two different high schools, one with predominantly white, one predominantly black, and they're gonna mix the students together. Um one of the fathers of the students is like, if how dare they do this? If they touch you, you know, it's like kind of like you know, almost like an apocalyptic thing. And the day after um, his daughter actually goes to the school, um, they're just like, anything happened? No. Um you know, it wasn't that bad. No, it's fine. I actually made friends. It was like, you know, it was so built up in their head that it would be the worst thing in the world that that kind of took over reason. I thought it was really interesting. And the other F of the movie is forgiveness. The movie ends with a really kind of interesting, I'm not going to say what it is, but really kind of interesting, I wouldn't say ambiguous, but does leave kind of like almost a a cliffhanger. um, uh, And it could determine the situation, the futures of these characters going forward. Um, There's a great line in the film, um, a bad act doesn't make a bad person. And I I found that to be really uh, an incredible line. Um, Mm. I think something that's really missing these days is the aspect of forgiveness. And I think a lot of it does come from that fear. People are are afraid that if they forgive something that is different to them or that offends them, um, then that makes them less a person as well, which is different, actually. If you forgive, you actually make you a bigger person. Um, How important do you think that aspect is, the whole forgiveness aspect, especially in that last frame of your film where... One person is literally reaching out and saying, I'm sorry, I did wrong. I want to be with you together. And the other person may or may not kind of like go ahead with that. How important is that aspect in regards to um, not only the characters in your movie, but just like the situation as a whole? Because I think forgiveness is the first step in stepping forward outside of that fear.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for that. That's a, a great question. Um, and, uh, you know, I fought for that ending of the film. There was a lot of pressure to just say, oh, for God's sakes, just let them, you know, have, have a happy ending so people can, you know. <laughs> but what I, you know, the real purpose was, uh, first of all, to say, it's not that simple. Um, you know, you can't just reach out and say, okay, let, okay, I get it. Let's just be friends now. Uh, it, it, not after centuries of oppression and slavery and and all all the all the sins of this country and the sins of the world to, to all of a sudden just just let go and say that it it can't be that simple. There has to be um, there has to be um, uh, some reconciling and uh, but but by by saying that I left it, I left it ambiguous, because I wanted to spark that discussion. What you know, I want people to leave the theater to say, okay, what should she do? Should, you know, should she reach out or not, you know, without giving away the ending, <laughs> but, uh, you know, should, uh, should she, should she reach out or not? And I just left it there. We don't know what she does. And I'd like, uh, you know, the, 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 point being, I'd like people to, um, uh, to, uh, to, to really contemplate that, um, that that's really the, the that's really one, you know, if, if, if I can at least achieve that with, the audience, uh, you know, then, then I, I feel like, uh, you know, I've, I've been successful. Uh The other, the other point you, you brought up about like, for example, the, the, it, it's all, that's absolutely true. The, the, the white, the, the, the black kids that were, that were bused into South Boston and Charlestown, there were in those two um, areas, there was huge, there were huge riots and violence and so on and so forth. The white kids that went into the black neighborhoods, not a single, Uh, episode of violence everything was fine it all worked the way it was supposed to work in in the black neighborhoods everyone was accepting of each other uh it was just when the when the black kids were being forced to the white neighborhoods that there was actually violence and it, it, it says a lot about boston at the time and 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 metaphorically about this country right now so um you know it's it's we really you know it's something we really have to work on
0: So for everyone out there listening, June 10 in theatres across the US, The Walk, I really recommend people check this movie out. It's got a really great cast. Justin Chatwin, the iconic Malcolm McDowell, Terrence Howard, Jeremy Piven, uh, Katie Douglas, Sally Kirkland, uh, Lovie Simone. I mean, such a great cast, do really great work here. And uh, Daniel Adams, I thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you for being so patient with my my queries, my questions. (laughs) um, Well, no, no. I mean... uh, yeah. Really, it's a movie as you can tell that really kind of like struck a chord with me, and so great that we can talk about these things. I think above anything else, uh, you know, you know what they say: if you got to, uh, don't only talk to talk, you got to walk to walk. And I guess the walk is a really, <laughs> a really good pr- proof of that. So, I thank you for your time today.
1: Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you uh, you taking the time, and uh, and you got the the, uh, the 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 hidden meaning of the of the of the title. So <laughs> that's great.